What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Saul Shute joined Fluxman's in 1993 and has been a director since 1997. He's involved particularly in insolvency and in litigation. He uh, has done advertising, constitutional law, defamation, and administrative law, among other things. That's a wide range of stuff. Um, It is. It's uh, one of the uh, elements of uh, practicing law is that you you get an opportunity to to, um, specialize, but also to uh, learn new things every day. So this could either mean that you're the kind of person who needs to be stimulated by new things. Or that you're, you're the kind of person who's just unfocused. I mean, which one is it, Saul? So. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm pretty focused. Uh, the focus is on litigation, which is really a dispute resolution. Um, recently, uh, I was called upon to acquaint myself with mining law. Right. Um, if a dispute arises and um, clients need assistance in a, um, a particular area where you haven't necessarily specialized, but you understand the basic principles of conflict resolution. Um, as a as a lawyer, it uh, should be relatively um, simple to um, acquaint oneself with um, new principles and um, and to go forward with with the matter. And we've been successful. That's very good because a lot of mining situations can be very hairy, and sometimes they go through. The mediation, the arbitration, and then they end up in court and it ends up getting very ugly and there's, you know, regulation involved and then there's money and labor and God knows. Yeah, it traverses, um, it traverses a wide variety of areas. There's also environmental issues involved. Right. Um, and, um, uh, it's, uh, it's a question of just, um, applying the, the facts, which is the most important thing in a case, which one can't change as a lawyer. You can never change the facts. Sure. Um, and finding the right strategic and tactical um, manner to present those facts uh, to the benefit of your client. So I would imagine a lot of this stuff is is thinking, and a lot of that time <clears throat> is researching and paying attention to what is new, what, what precedent's being established, what... Uh, other cases may be related to the case you're in, but how do you actually distance yourself from that so that you can have a life when you go home? That's 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 a very good question, and I'm not quite sure I'll ever. I mean, maybe I work have, out. I should have preempted that by saying, "Do you manage to separate home and work?" Because um, it's it's incredibly difficult um, in in the sense that um, clients in a litigation context come to attorneys um, at a very stressful point in their life. Um, sure. It's high conflict. Um, usually there's money involved or and or emotions. In fact, there's always both of those involved. Um, it's a very emotionally draining experience litigation for the client. And as the attorney, one often, um, in order to um, calm the client and um, try and enable them to appreciate and buy into the process, one takes on um, a lot of their stress. Um, But I suppose, it's not a trick, but I suppose uh, the idea is that one has to have um, interests um, at home which are not legally related, um, family, hobbies, 
And um, well, what are, what are those? And we'll come back to the law. Uh, well, I've got kids. I've got four beautiful children, um, okay. which um, I try and spend. Mazel tov. Thank you. Um, the eldest is 17 and the youngest wow. is two and a half. You don't look old so enough to have a 17-year-old. <laughs> what do you so do? Have you discovered the fountain do, of youth or something? Doing my best to, sure. to, to stay in shape. And, um, yeah, and I, I, I have a hobby which I enjoy. What's um, that? I, I do adventure motorcycling, oh, wow. um, which is, uh, you know, to, motorcycling in its own is very, um, I would call it meditational. One has to concentrate. Um, I would call, I con- it, I would when call I say, it dangerous. It's very meditational because it forces, um, this is my mine and others' experiences, um, it forces one to um, focus very much on the here and now mm. um, and not to say that you speed or do anything dangerous, but it, it does involve an immense amount of presence and awareness. And when you're present and you're in the moment, and you're having fun in that moment. You're not thinking about anything else. It's the flow, right? It's it's more it's more just pushing. It's it's the it's the default position. It's the default human position. Everything else just gets pushed out of your mind, and you're just in the moment. And you know you're crossing a river, or you're riding on a gravel road, or you're in nature. It's 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 it just that's that that to me is one of the best ways to to de-stress and stop thinking about a matter because you just can't if you do your will end up over a cliff or right. Sony Pass or yeah. Buster Footsland Pass or, or one of the others. <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's exhilarating. Um, and it's, yeah, I find it a great hobby. It does seem to me, having spoken to a couple of people here, that the law attracts really ambitious and, and, and driven people. And it seems that there's, there's this, crossover between what you do in your spare time, what you've just described, and what the law is that you practice. I mean, the consequences of you screwing up in either are very severe, and they have real-world and, and sometimes very profound consequences. I think that's true, but if I may say, um, I don't think everybody's the same. In fact, we're all so different. And uh, the law attracts an immensely... Um, Diverse, diverse mm. um, group of people. Um, some are some are very ambitious. Others are more methodical, uh, and uh, have have different qualities. Um, I suppose also it depends on one's age and mm. circumstances in life. But yeah, ambition is a is a quality which a lot, not all lawyers have. Um, when you see a candidate attorney, can can you immediately tell if they're cut out for it or not? Um, it's very difficult um, interviewing and assessing uh, young candidates because, uh, uh, you know, there's so many factors to take into account. You can't immediately tell. You can get an idea, and if you conduct a, a thorough and strategically thought-out interview process, you can tease out and... Um, get a, get a fair idea, but you'll never know for sure. And I, I don't think by by looking at the book you can, or looking at the cover you can judge the book. So, right. So yeah, it's a question. It's everything's a process. Even 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 assessing young candidates who maybe on the face of it appear ambitious and uh, put up a good case, they may or may not be suited to so it's to just, the law and there's a process involved in interviewing and assessing it's, it's not about the show then it's not so much about the no. show it's more about 
what, the what process. Do you, what do you love about your your practice in, in, in the law? I mean, do you love it when you, for example, you, you manage to figure a way through the trees for a deal to be done? Um, when you, uh-huh. when you manage to save potentially a disastrous mining deal from being lost? I don't think love would be the... <laughs> The right word to um, to describe my relationship with my practice or the results, but what I what mild I, satisfaction. What I, yeah, what I what I find gratifying is um, if I can if I could explain it this way, um, uh, you know, a lot of the time, and this applies to one's opponents, one's opponents' clients, and one's own clients. Everybody's human. Everybody's fallible. No one's ever. 100% right and no one's ever 100% wrong. So um, what, I, what I find gratifying is being able to um, get a result which is um, fair and, um, and um, a result where uh, obviously the client is, is, is happy but their, their expectations are managed. I try and uh, iron out self-righteousness mm-hmm. <laughs> Um both, I can only deal with you know my own clients, but uh, a lot of in the legal fraternity and in the litigation game, uh, unfortunately, what tends to develop is this sense of self righteousness and I'm right and you know I'm a hundred percent right and you're a hundred percent wrong attitude, which isn't conducive to resolving. It's not a zero sum game. Yeah, it's not a zero sum game. So what I find gratifying is obviously strategically outmaneuvering opponents and and. And um, finding the right angle and the right strategic uh, um, direction and process uh, is very important. And, you know, one does derive a bit of satisfaction and ego stroking when you get it right or you outmaneuver your opponents. But at the end of the day, I think what's important is that uh, a result is achieved. Clients want a result. They want an outcome. They want to resolve their conflicts. They don't want to be – unless they um, – mentally disturbed, most people don't want to be involved in ongoing compli- conflicts. They want to resolve their conflicts. You didn't have to bring up Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to take the American fifth on my, on okay. my view on Trump. Okay, but when, when you do defamation, and, and that's one of the things that you've done from time to time, I mean, yes. there it really is a winner-takes-all situation, at least it's a, from a perception point of view, right? It, it, yes, that is that is pretty much a, 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 you either win or lose the case. Right. Uh, there are there are situations where you can resolve defamation matters. Um, in my mind, in a commercially rational way, you could get um, if you're the defendant, you could uh, if you're the defendant, you could get your client to apologise, or you could try and facilitate some kind of resolution which goes to the underlying gripe that caused the defamation. Yeah. Um, or one can um, get both parties to contribute to charity, but sometimes it's unavoidable, and you've got to um, then adopt uh, the philosophy of what I call pain infliction, sort of like dentistry, uh, <laughs> where where um, where people are unreasonable. And as I say, the starting point is one of reason, of um, of common sense, mm. and uh, to try and avoid the posturing and. Uh, what many laymen would term lawyering, and just try and um, resolve the matter in a common sense fashion. If that doesn't work, one, one unfortunately has to adopt the, the pain infliction dentistry approach. And often after a bit of pain infliction, uh, 
the other side usually become a lot more reasonable and common sense becomes a lot more attractive. <laughs> you, you sound to me like that old, I think it was Theodore Roosevelt's quote, you, you speak quietly and carry a big stick. I think you try to get people to do the right uh, thing, uh, and if they uh, don't, <laughs> God help I've, them. I've changed, you know, uh, one matures, and uh, I think in the early years of practice I was probably a lot more aggressive uh, than, I, than I am now, but you learn, and um, one of the things I've learned is that it doesn't help to to shout and scream or bang the table. You've just you've got to just um, you know carry on methodically and follow the process, but with the correct strategy. Strategy to me is, um, and when you talk about thinking, it's not so much thinking about the law and the cases. It's more it's it's more important to my mind to look at the facts of your particular case mm. and work out the right strategic approach. And when I say that. Um, to give you an example, there are different ways of approaching the court. There are, two, there are two basic different ways. The one is trial proceedings. The other is motion on affidavit. Both of them involve giving evidence to the court, but one of them, the evidence is given on paper. The other, the evidence is given by witnesses in the witness box and they're subject to cross-examination. And it's making those types of choices um, and combining uh, the strategies available that can often... Given uh, improve or... improve a client's prospects of you know, successfully resolving the matter, and quite frankly, uh, it may sound strange, but one of my philosophies is to actually, if at all possible, keep my clients out of court. Okay. Because um, it's a stressful environment. It's, because it's 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 risky. Even even good going. judges can make mistakes. Sure, That's why course. we have appeal procedures. And um, if there's any way to resolve a dispute before it getting to court, that's that's the way I encourage my clients uh, to approach matters. And uh, yeah, if I may say, one of the other things I enjoy about uh, not love but enjoy about my my profession is that you get to work with you get to work with um, uh, intelligent people, usually counsel and often opponents. You've got to learn from everybody. And more importantly, you, you you get I certainly get an opportunity to learn about lots of different industries and sure. and practices. So, for example, medicine, uh, plastic extrusion. You become an expert if you're involved in a construction dispute. You, in a way, you get an opportunity to develop expertise in areas that are not necessarily legal, but um, you know have other other areas of interest and. Uh, that's that is something which I which I appreciate. Would you be happy if one of your children decided to go into law? <laughs> um, I would be happy if my children, one of my children, was happy about <laughs> practicing law. Uh, uh, whatever they, I don't I don't want to sound flippant, but whatever profession I think suits their personality, and results in them being a happy person i would i would fully support but um you asking me the question as if i was the child i, I don't know i'm still trying to work out each of my children's attributes and characters and what do you think you would have been if you weren't a lawyer probably a psychologist or a boxer <laughs> you, well, you, you know what you you've chosen every word very carefully like i, I would trust you to handle a case with with absolute 
consideration on almost every point. It seems to Thank me that, that but that's a, that's a skill. That's, is that a learned skill or is it a talent? No, I think it's a learned skill. Um, you know, I'm learning every day. It's one of my philosophies. I, I believe you can learn from everybody, even your opponents, especially your opponents. You can learn, mm. um, you can take something good out of a, out of an opponent's letter or pleading or affidavit, or you can take, you can learn not to make mistakes that opponents make. <laughs> so you, you're always learning, and um, it's actually quite refreshing to, to um, sit back and appreciate one's opponent's style and manner of writing or pleading. There's a, there's a certain science to it, um, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's sometimes amusing. Um, definitely always a learning experience. Are they, are they looking after you at Fluxmas? Yeah, we look after each other. <laughs> we look no, after each other. But I mean, other. you know, you like the environment. I've been here for a long time and it's, 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 uh, you know, all things being said, it's, it's a great environment. Um, people are, people are, are human. Um, we generally get on with each other. Things have changed over the years. And we've become a lot uh, bigger than we than we were, um, and that has its dynamics. Sure. But um, all things being said, it's it's a great environment. People look after each other. Um, you know, we I've developed relationships with people over approximately twenty five years, hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm happy. Seems like it. Even there, you chose every word carefully. I like this strategy. Is you must have said the word strategy a lot more than anything else. And I can see that that's how your brain works. And who doesn't want a strategic lawyer? Brilliant. Thank you, Saul. Thank you. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.